I'm Kelly Copeland. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. If you've ever wanted 2 Corinthians 9, 8 to come to pass in your life, you know, that's the one that says God is able to make all all grace abound toward you, that you always, always, always having all, all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. I don't know. That just hits me. That sounds great for 2020. If you want to learn something new today, then join my dad, Kenneth Copeland, and let's hear something that's going to change our lives. Turn with me to the to Isaiah chapter 1, please. Now, we were... <clears throat> We were having some difficulty financially. It seems like the finances were, were bottled up. And, and uh, this is several years ago. And, and, and I, I had checked. Are we walking in love? Yes. I mean, and, and, and all these things. And I said, Lord, what, what is this? And, and then I, I said, uh, I quoted this scripture in the 19th verse, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now you notice the willing part is first. The willing part is first. He said, you don't qualify for that. What? He said, you do not qualify for that. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, he said, you've been obedient all these years, but you were not willing. Well, I, you know, it kind of stumped me there for a moment. I, I didn't know what he was talking about. And now you have to understand I've, I've not heard the audible voice of God. Now, I heard, I heard it one night. That to me, it was audible. But he wasn't talking to me about something like what I'm talking about now. I was flying home one night and um, in the airplane by myself. And, and just as I was flying home, I, I heard it. I thought it was audible. Coming to you from the revival capital of the world. I, lo I looked down and, and checked my audio panel to see if I'd left the low frequency radio on, which I never do that, but I thought maybe I had. But I hadn't, and I thought, I know where the, I, 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 I know where the political capital of the world is, Washington, D.C. I know where the, where the entertainment capital of the world it's, it's, it's Hollywood. It's Los Angeles. I know where the country music capital of the world is, Nashville, Tennessee. Where is the revival capital of the world? Well, by this time, I, I was so close into uh, needing to talk to uh, approach control that I just set it aside and didn't think about it. And just a few days later, uh, one of our board members, and he's in heaven today, thank God, I'm, he and his wife both. And anyway, he called and he described this property to me. 
And so we went out to look at it. And it's, it's the property that, that the ministry's on today, which was, is, uh, it was a, a naval air station during World War II, a Marine air station. Well, Navy, same thing. And, um, and, and then a man by the name of Pewitt bought it out of the government. And it's a, it's a long, very interesting story that I don't have time to tell you right now. But then with no money, we, we bought it from him. And he, he, my goodness, and he helped us and it, it was a very sweet man. Anyway, I still wasn't thinking about that situation. We went out there and looked at that place and, and, and I remembered it then, but, uh, from my high school days, they used to have car races out there and stuff. And so I decided, I, I, I held a barbed wire fence open, Gloria called, crawled through it. I stepped over it and I heard it again, coming to you from the revival capital of the world. And then in here, the Lord said, this will be called the, the revival capital of the world and you're going to build it. Now, uh, <laughs> it's important uh, that the Lord wanted me to tell you that because it, it, it fits now right along in here what we're going to talk about. Well, we were on weekly television. We were on Sundays. And uh, we had been on radio We were in Australia during the time that we were there. There were several real uh, high-profile uh, minister TV ministers scandals, and and my, we were watching that. We were watching that. And everybody's talking about televangelists. And uh, for one, you know, that I was. <laughs> the Lord said, when you get home, I want you to start a daily broadcast. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think I want to do that. no. No, 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 no. For one thing, I was very unwise in my scheduling and so forth. At one time, even in, in recent times, something happened to me with a lot of pain. I said, Lord, what, what is this? He said, Kenneth, I called you to rest 52 days a year. You don't rest 52 days in five years. Uh-oh. So I had to learn that lesson. And here, fast forward. He said, you don't qualify for this, this verse. He said, you've been obedient all these years, but you were unwilling. 
Now, turn with me, please, to Second Chronicles. I'll finish that story as we look at this. Look at Second Chronicles 25. First two verses. Amaziah was 25 years old when he began to reign. He reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Johadadan of Jerusalem. He did that which was right in the sight of God, but not with a perfect or not with a willing heart. He did what was right. He obeyed, but he was not willing to do it. Now, look at 2 Chronicles 15, 16th verse. And also concerning Maacah, the mother of Asa, the king, he removed her from being queen. Because she had made an idol in a grove. And Asa cut down her idol and, and stomped it and burned it at the brook Kidron. But the high places were not taken away out of Israel. So he disobeyed there. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days And he brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated. And he himself had dedicated silver and golden vessels. And there was no more war until the five and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa. Now he didn't get it all right. But he had a willing heart. If you have a willing heart, God can deal with you. You can do everything right and not have a willing heart. And it's, it, it, you really, you're not even really getting any credit for it. And that's the shape that I was in. He said, and all the way home, I, I'm telling you that 13 hour 747 ride from Sydney to Los Angeles. I sat there that whole time. I, I said, Lord, I, I, I don't know. I don't know whether I can physically live over this or not. I was so exhausted. That was my fault, not God's. I kept adding stuff to that schedule that he never told me to do. And that's, a, that's a, a lesson that young preachers need to learn. Anyway, and I just did not want to do that at all. Tried my best to talk him out of it, and, and he, he just wouldn't listen. So I said, okay. And man, I hurried home and got a hold of uh, I've got a hold of my, Terry and George. Terry was my, my, our oldest daughter was, was our um, TV producer at that time. And, and, uh, and I called, I told her, I said, Terry, we, we're going to have to go on a date. What was this, George, 1989? And, uh, oh man, I didn't want to do this thing. So, but they got busy and, and the building that's our studio now was started out to be a warehouse, but it, it wasn't finished. Man, we got in there and changed that into a TV studio and and so forth and got it all ready for that daily. I thought, well, I'll ask my spiritual father about this. I said, what about this, sir? He said, Kenneth, it is so daily. You know what he's telling me? 
the Lord told you to do it, so shut up and do it. (laughs) I said, yes, sir. And the Lord said to me, I'm talking about just, just, just a few years ago. He said, you haven't had a decent thing to say about daily television since the day I told you to do it. He is right. He took me to Deuteronomy 28, 47. In the curse of the law. Well, let's just turn over there and look at that. This is worth taking the time to do this. Deuteronomy 28. The first 13 chapters of the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy is the blessing of Abraham. Then you come. It begins then in the 15th chapter, 15th chapter, it'll come to pass. If you're not hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do his commandments and statutes which I command thee this day, all these curses shall come on you and overtake you. Now look at the 47th verse. Let's read down into that. 45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and thou and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till you be destroyed because you hearken not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. They shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder and upon thy seed forever because you serve not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. He said that right there is the problem. That, that's been just riding your coattail all these years. Now, he didn't say coattail, but that, that's essentially what he said. So I said, sir, glory to God. I love daily television. I love daily television. Don't take you long to make an adjustment, you know. And so the very, the very next time to broadcast on the daily. I tell you, I sat down in there, and of course, one of the first things I said, those of you that were watching, of course, you didn't understand what I was doing, but uh, man, I'm taking care of business. I said, I want to tell you, I love doing daily television, glory to God. And when I said it on camera, now most of the time, I'd go in there, and I'd, I wouldn't smile till that red light came on. <laughs> now, one time, I went in there so exhausted, uh, and so ex- I just, just stared at, at the camera, and, and I couldn't. I, I was so tired and so exhausted. And, and I said, I'm going home. I quit. And Gloria said, I'll do it. <laughs> now, you don't understand. Gloria was the quietest person. I'd ever met in my life. And we'd have friends and she'd sit there all evening and not say anything. And of course I talked and you know she said, Well, you talked enough for both of us and I and it was true. One of the first places we went where I was preaching in a in a church, the pastor back in the speaker's room said, Sister Gloria, 
uh, when, when we get out, I, I'm going to invite you to, to read to people. She said, no, thank you. I don't do that. And so, because she just, she didn't want to get up in front of anybody. She didn't like to even stand up and greet people. Oh, those days are over for all. <laughs> anyway, but he did it anyway. He said, Sister Gloria, would you like to stand up and greet the people? She stood up and said, I told you I don't do that. And sat down. He said, okay. And I knew it was coming. I thought, man, you bet you're going to wish you hadn't done that. But then she spoke up and said, I'll do it. She had to step out of her place and step in and do it. And she's still doing it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What a woman. Willing and obedient. And that first day I got in there and I said, I love daily television. And the glory of God hit me. And I got up and danced around that table, man, I'll tell you. And I've been having a good time doing daily television ever since. Hallelujah. I love it, man. I absolutely love doing it. The same thing was true with the exercise room. Anything you say long enough for it to get into your heart, it'll control your life. And I had said since I was a, a young boy that I, I hated exercise. I was always overweight. I had to push so hard in playing ball. I, I just I had to push so hard to do it. And, and to exercise in between times, I didn't want any part of it. Well, I didn't have any better sense to say, oh, I hate that. Well, I got all excited about it. And, you know, and I repented for not exercising all these years when God told me and all that. And I repented and thank God. I mean, I'm really excited about this thing. And I, and I got in there and, and I caught hold of those ropes. I'm going to start doing this. You know, this is my first day. Ah. Glory be to Jesus. Got a smile on my face and I grabbed those things and I said, God, I hate this. <laughs> it got out my mouth before I could stop it. I said, no, oh Lord, no, 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 Lord. I love this. Please. I love this. I repent of that. I physically felt that thing leave my body. And I get... I get laughing happy every time I walk in that room. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I, I consider not my body, 83, now 83 years old, but only that which God had promised, which is 120 years. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, now quickly, I'll, I'll bring this to a close and show you something. Willing comes before obedience. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And you'll see this. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich... Yet for your sakes, he became poor that you through his poverty might be rich. He was not poor in his earthly ministry. 
anything but poor in his earthly ministry. Poor men don't need a treasurer. <laughs> Judas was the treasurer. So now, what's, when did he become poor? When he bore the curse of poverty into hell. Can you see that? He became poor. He was made poor because he, he was made a curse for us. And the curse is threefold. Spiritual death, sickness, and poverty. Amen. The blessing, the redemption is threefold. Healing, our spiritual life, the new birth, healing, and financial prosperity. Amen goes right there. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now, 2 Corinthians then, chapter 9, verse 6. This I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency. That always having. Say it. Always having. Always. Always having. Always having. I don't care what the signs are going. I don't care whether you're in recession or great, pro, uh, great prosperity. That doesn't have anything to do with it. In the kingdom of God, praise God. Always having all sufficiency in all things. Say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The El Shaddai God in the flesh, Jesus of Nazareth, bought and paid for that. Hallelujah. Went to hell to get it. So you and I don't have to go. Oh, I'm already excited about that. All sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. A willing heart. A willing heart comes before an offering. Just simply saying, sir, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I am yours to command. Whatever you say, I'll sow it. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember... Jesus is Lord.